Hello and welcome back to the Coached by Dan podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dan Reese, And I know what you might be thinking. It's Monday. Why is there a podcast being released on a Monday? Well, this week, there will be a podcast today, tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I'm going to be doing a week of podcasts. Now, special week this week, as all my guests are going to be clients I've worked with through online coaching. The reason I do podcasts is because with Instagram and social media, I have a very finite amount of time to give you information. I'm limited to a 60 second Instagram video or a caption or a story. Podcasts, I have a lot more time to share a lot more information and information I know will benefit you long-term towards your health and fitness goals. I do so by sitting down at my laptop and thinking like, right, what can I talk about this week or what guests can I have on to talk about a certain topic I know will benefit you listening, um, work towards whatever goal it is. And this week I thought, who better to have on than a load of clients who I've had incredible results with, really positive results with, and have them share their story. And today is going to be the first of the seven episode series in the client podcast. So Without further ado, I'm going to let you listen to the first episode of this little mini-series with Margaret Forbes, a.k.a. Mags, a.k.a. Snoop Dogg, a.k.a. Snoop Lion, inside jokes there. And we're going to talk all about her fat loss phase, but more so importantly, how her attitude changed towards it, how not focusing on fat loss itself allowed for more fat loss, um, how to come back from several attempts at losing weight to finally finding an approach that suits you, suits you even, and her experience through coaching itself. So without further ado, let's crack into episode 38 or episode one of the Client Podcast. Enjoy. You're listening to the Coached by Dan Podcast. Dan is an online coach and personal trainer with the goal of helping you become the happiest, healthiest, and most confident version of yourself you can be. Here, we talk about all things health, fitness, and mindset related to help you achieve anything you set your mind to. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's podcast. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Mags, first things first, how are, bar, of course, the sheer excitement I can see about you being on a podcast, how are we doing today? All good. Just back from a long walk this morning. So it's good to actually get out and get a bit of fresh air. Happy days. Happy days. So this is the first uh, podcast of the week of client podcasts. So do you want to give everyone listening, again, no pressure. Um, Do you want to give everyone listening a bit of background as to kind of who you are, what you do and all that fun stuff? Um, So I'm a sous chef in a hotel in Dublin. I did the bachelor's in culinary arts, did a master's in gastronomy. And then I started out with yourself in, I think it was end of February this year. Yes. Yeah, so it's I think been, it was just before lockdown number one. Yeah. So I've been working for you for about eight months with the goals to lose weight. And then probably in the next few weeks to month or so, we're going to look at switching away from that to some new goals. Yes. I think that's the cool thing. I think that's one of the best things you can kind of do well, I personally felt with clients who have been kind of looking to lose weight. As in one thing I've found as a coach is kind of like people who are always looking to lose weight, the idea of increasing calories and having a goal that isn't weight loss related 
can seem so, you know, like not realistic when you are at the point when you start off with. But I suppose kind of being at that point now where we can be like dieting, fucking cool, done that. Let's get really fucking strong. I, it's a, it's a cool point to be. So I suppose kind of looking back all those eight months ago when we got started, um, I suppose you kind of touched on there. Like what was the main goal you're looking to achieve? I suppose with that, go into as much detail as you feel necessary. Um, I think this came into my mind earlier was when I first was chatting to you about coaching, I said, yes, I do want to lose weight, but that my main goal had been increasing strength in the gym and just overall being happier and being more comfortable within myself. So I was like, yes, I do obviously have weight loss goals, but I didn't want that to be my main focus and my main reason behind it. So for me, it was really just about getting a lot more comfortable and getting to a point where I was a lot happier, both about how I looked and how I felt about myself. So when we kind of got to that point, I think that's where we decided to reassess and go, okay, do we want to still continue to lose weight? Do we want to change things up? But I think the main goal was just to change how I felt about myself. There we go. And it's a kind of case of like in doing that, like a byproduct of focusing on those things, you know, weight loss kind of came with it. Do you know that kind of way? Like there's a book by, by Mark Manson called The Subtle Are Not Giving a Fuck. And the first chapter of it was basically, I forget your man's name, Bukowski or whatever. And like basically his, his whole motto was don't try. The more you try to work on the thing itself, the less likely it is to happen. Like if you want to, his example, like is if, you, if you want to do like climb Mount Everest and the more you thought, Oh, I just want to be on the top of Mount Everest, you know, nothing's going to fucking happen. The more you think of like, oh, I want to like a million dollar business, just saying it's not going to do anything. Like if you focus on the process and what you're like, you know, what you can do work-wise, business-wise, like the process of getting to that point, you will inevitably look and be like, oh, I have a million dollar business or whatever like that. And it's a case of with the goal of weight loss, you can just say, I want to lose weight. But it's a case of how are you actually going to do that sustainably long-term? Is it going to be a case of just telling someone to, you know, give them fucking no calories and a really like, boring long fucking cardio plan like probably not it's more so a case of like how can we make someone more comfortable in the gym more comfortable in their own skin what do we need to do to allow that to happen to enjoy training to make that change more as a long-term beneficial and not just look into like an eight to twelve week fat loss phase cool off you go otherwise pile back up again shit it's a case of like how can we actually go about that process and it means that we can lose the weight we can establish the things you want as well like be more comfortable in the gym and in yourself and kind of how can we create a process that kind of has that, you know, not just last 12 weeks, 16 weeks, but actually kind of instill habits to kind of have that kind of long lasting, do you know that kind of way? Yeah. Like I think, so it wasn't going to say my first attempt at losing like a large amount of weight and I still kind of got to the same end result first time around, but I obviously didn't stick with it. Otherwise I probably would have never actually needed to sign up with you, but I didn't will say look at it as small goals and you know upping steps each day and just looking at hitting different targets it was just the goal of I need to lose 80 pounds 90 pounds whatever the figure was so that obviously didn't stick whereas this time around macros and stuff were lined up with the goals of losing weight but I think we focus a lot more on steps especially during lockdown get steps up to like a sustainable level but that it was enjoyable get try out new recipes try actually 
being a lot more consistent with nutrition than I probably had been in the past like I maybe stick with it for a day and then another day would just kind of completely not even try I guess so it's just trying to be a lot more consistent but then enjoy it at the same time yeah I think that enjoyment part is really really important like when you go obviously from a coaching point of view like the amount you come people who are looking to lose weight and don't do it very consistently or like manageably there's always some similarities to pull from it and i suppose the key thing is always you know try and associate dieting as a point of restriction just not doing things you enjoy like when you're looking to drop body fat the only thing that separates that from anything else is just expend more calories you take in it doesn't mean eat boring bland foods you fucking hate it doesn't mean no more tirings you know it it, it doesn't mean <laughs> that stuff. it just simply means like right how can we put different behaviors into place and different habits in place that will allow you to expend more calories you take in while still enjoying yourself and if anything like we said there the more we can kind of embrace that enjoyment side of things you know if you enjoy what you're doing you're going to do it more often and if we can enjoy how we lose that weight we're going to do those things more often if we do them more often all of a sudden you know we begin to see a huge amount of progression um you mentioned there it was not your first time getting into the weight but mm. it, it was a more sustainable way i suppose looking back at that kind of the first or like the earlier attempts at bringing weight down and keeping it there what do you feel like were the main difference between how you approach it now compared to how you approached it beforehand I don't actually know if I ever, you're going to absolutely hate this, but anyway, so we'll say it was like 20, 2018 time. I was like, you know what? I really want to lose weight. And the way I went about it was incredibly unsustainable because I didn't look at, we'll say calories and creating calorie deficit. I kind of just cut carbs out as an entire food group. I know, terrible thing to do, but I think looking at it, it seemed like the easiest way to actually create a calorie deficit because that's exactly what happened there. But so it went well as it could have gone for the start. I think I did it for about like four or five months. Um, I think in the space of four or five months, I think I probably lost around 80 or 90 pounds. So a huge amount to lose in a short Jesus amount of time. Yeah. But by the end of it, like, I to put it nicely I was absolutely miserable like I no energy and obviously you can't you can cut out with say carbs or something short term but you you couldn't live like that forever because it's not an easy thing to do so then obviously health side effects happened like it still sticks in my mind that like my hair was in terrible condition like my hair started to get like really thin I think I even had like a little ball spot at the back of my head yeah so like it it had gotten to that point before I actually realized okay like this, this is not this is not healthy and so then kind of just went back to obviously changed diet around to try and you couldn't stop it happening but to obviously try and get my hair back to health and just get back to actually feeling better so I went back to I suppose having a lot more free time socializing a lot more and actually enjoying myself and then with that came obviously gaining a good bit of weight back because I hadn't actually put the steps into place of you know it's a habit to walk 15,000 steps a day it's automatically a habit where you're aware of what you're eating because I hadn't actually taken the time to learn that but it was yeah it wasn't sustainable at all but 
I think I kind of realized that when I put my mind to something, I can do it, evidently. But then I think this time around, I'd gotten to a point where I wasn't unhappy and I wasn't kind of hating looking in the mirror or anything like that. But I wanted to change, just wanted to actually get back into the gym because I had been doing it, but then kind of busy and life took over and it kind of went to the side. And then I think that's when we got talking. Like, I don't think I actually went into the consultation call with you with the intention of signing up. It was more just a chat. We'll, we'll see. And then I was kind of like, okay, like we'll try it. Cause I think when I said like, I don't want to focus on the losing weight side of it because obviously I'd done that before. I knew I could do it, but the end result, I was completely miserable. Hence why the focus for me was happiness and just actually enjoying the process focusing on a lot of smaller things I mean we started with the plan of enjoying the gym and then three weeks in the gym shut but you know there was nothing we could have done about that so we just kind of enjoyed home workouts hitting myself in the face with resistant bands and putting dents into my floor in my house but (laughs) it it was good and it was a lot more manageable as opposed to just completely changing diet and lifestyle from one day to the next, it was, okay, we didn't hit protein today. Let's fix that tomorrow. Or, you know, let's get steps up a little bit higher. That's it. It's, it's, you know, if you want to think like where you were then was kind of point A and you're trying to get to assembly point B and it's a case of, you know, the easier, like the, the more unsustainable you make it in from point A to point B, like just like, you'll get there. Like, don't get me wrong. Like you got that. You lost 80, 90 pounds doing the way you were like going about the way you mm. were like, you can like get to a goal, but like there's no point in getting to a goal unless you plan on maintaining it, which is why you hear so many people who, you know, everyone knows a friend of friends whose mom, who mate, whose cousin did some weird juice diet or didn't eat carbs and went <laughs> paleo for X amount of time and lost so much weight. But you're like, okay, where are they now? And like, oh, well, they put it all back on afterwards. You're like, mm, no fucking shit. So I was the mom's sister's aunt's cousin who yeah. did that diet. <laughs> but I think I also went into it with just the intention of losing weight. And then when I got to that point, it was kind of like, okay, well, wh- what now? Whereas this time around, yeah, that was the goal, but it was also let's kind of build a routine where if I want to go on a night out, it's not an issue. If I want to start, we'll say, being a bit more relaxed with nutrition, that's not an issue either. So you kind of, I think something like that in a diet like that could actually work for people, but you need to realize going into it that it's not just a case of you cut out this food group or you do this juice cleanse and then the weight will never come back. Like, I didn't get to being as overweight as I was just by chance. It obviously happened for a reason. It happened because of my habits that I had or, you know, lack of activity levels. But if you don't fix those, it's a short-term solution. Yeah. That's the thing I don't think people fully grasp. It's a case of when someone's quite overweight, that didn't just come because once a week they got a takeaway or they just never track their steps. That's like a long time worth of, you know, bad habits accumulate that inevitably and like weight loss like it it's it's always you always see it everywhere it's like if you expect to go into losing the weight that it took you three years to put on to lose that in 12 weeks you're gonna have a fucking bad time and it's a case of you gotta understand like it's the, the more that's one thing i fucking hate it's a case of 
you see PTs and people on Instagram just fucking just saying, just eat less and move more. It's really simple. Like, yes, in theory, it's simple, but actually in practice, it's a completely different story. It's like me telling someone to walk 8.9 kilometers. That's not fucking hard. Climb Mount Everest, completely different story. You know, same distance, different fucking environment. And like, I suppose like things that obviously wouldn't help be kind of prior, obviously attempts, like people who, tr- like, like yourself, for example, people, like people who look to lose weight or have tried it before, like everyone, anyone who's trying to lose weight, the chances are it's not their first time trying to lose weight. Do you not know And those prior attempts will have massive effect on the next attempt and the next attempt. And it's also when, so, when you're chatting to someone on a Zoom call and they're saying, listen, I've done this to people beforehand. I know exactly what you're thinking, what you're, what you're, what you're saying. We're going to try a completely different approach and just trust me, we will see really good progress um, taking a completely different approach. You're kind of there like, that sounds too good to be fucking true. That sounds too simple. Fuck that. Habits, behaviors, no thank you. When are you going to tell me to go on a juice diet? It's like, that's not going to fucking happen. It's like when you, again, like if you make point A to point B, that kind of journey really unsustainable. When you get to point B, it's going to be like, okay, I'm here now eating no carbs, eating like a fucking caveman did or just drinking juice. I want to maintain this for the next five, 10, 15, 20 years. Can I do that continuing on, continuing on the way I have been? And then have that mini panic attack. You're like, oh shit, no, I can't. Oh fuck, here comes the pizza. Here comes the takeaways. Here comes the lack of anything. Cool. Oh shit, now I'm back at square one. Whereas if you then decide to go like point A to point B, no rush. There's no rush from getting to where I am now to where I want to be. I want to do it in a way that I can maintain. That's a case of maybe a little slower. That's absolutely fine. Looking into behaviors, looking into habits, looking to those small things. You may not lose 80 to 90 pounds in how long take you? I think about six months was the bulk of it. Fucking hell. If you, yeah, you may not lose 80. To, <laughs> you may not lose just shy of 100 pounds in six months. But like, again, fucking take the hint. Anyone who's done it beforehand is now back to their original weight. So maybe don't take that really fast approach. It's a case of maybe take that time to look into a slower approach, but that's more manageable, more doable. And then all of a sudden you've lost like X amount of weight and you're like, how did that feel? That actually wasn't too bad. Fucking sick. There you go. Now, obviously not saying weight loss is a really easy walk in the park. Obviously there are times where it's a little bit of struggle, but you know, it's when you focus on behaviors and habits it's a lot easier like habits are habits because we just do them without thinking and the same with behaviors reason like reason i go into coaching with more of a kind of habit and behavior change approach is because you know it's gonna be a lot easier to go from point a to point b in little steps as opposed to one massive jump like i think the the best example is i, I had a client in one to one client at the gym and she said to me like damn i didn't tell you about this but you know, well, like we were, we were working for a few weeks. I'm like, right, right. There's no weight loss being lost. You're saying you're hitting this amount of food, this, these steps, this training sessions. You're with me. What's going on? She goes, yeah, I haven't told you every night for the last two weeks. I've had a tub of Ben and Jerry's. And I was like, okay, that's, that's important to tell me. That's a thousand extra calories a day. That's probably where it's coming from. And you know, coach A could think, okay, stop eating your Ben and Jerry's. And it's a case of, well, if I tell someone to remove that one bit of happiness they have in their day, that is their Ben and Jerry's. I'm going to seem like a fucking cunt. So I'm not going to do that. But instead, like, right, you're having a tub of Ben and Jerry's. Let's look into small behavior changes. Again, point A to point B, small steps, more manageable. If I told her, in theory, stop eating Ben and Jerry's every night, if she actually did it and continued doing it, she would lose weight. But it's a case of that probably won't work. Theory, practice, different things. If I said to her, right, that tub of Ben and Jerry's, have half a tub, buy your favorite Ben and Jerry's, you know, chocolate fudge brownie, whatever it is, so long as it's not fish food, because fish food is dirt. It's a case of, you know, cool. Have half the tub, just three quarters, half the tub, have half to three quarters of the tub every night. Go for it. Like, okay, that's fine. Did that for a week. How did that feel? That was fine. Cool. Okay, next week. 
do you like show me the smallest bowl you have she showed me like the smallest bowl she had. took a picture i was like right fill that as much as you can with ice cream and the minute it goes over the top that's it done have that every night so she'd now go from having a tub one week to three quarters of the tub the next week to a little bowl the next week and then i thought i was like right have you ever heard of Solero? She goes, yeah. I'm like, yeah, cool. It's like the best ice pop you can fucking buy. It's class. It tastes like it's unreal. And I was like, cool. Get a 10 pack of those at the start of the week. They're really tasty. Have one of them at night. And she then went from having a thousand calories a night to 98 because Solero is 98 calories. A thousand calories to 98 calories a night with the same satisfaction, with the same enjoyment. It wasn't the calories she wanted. It was more that kind of sweet hit. And if I said to her at the start, let's fucking go for Solero instead. You know, again, that would have been too big a jump. If you take small little jumps getting there, it makes it so much more manageable. And, you know, that was like, if I said to someone, half, half a tub of Ben and Jerry's, like, that's for weight loss? I was like, yes. Like, it's very person dependent. And for this person, going from a full tub to a half a tub to a little bowl to Solero was their way of losing weight consistently. And that wasn't me saying, move more, eat less. That's me saying, okay, let's look at your behaviors. Like, make them a little more optimal towards the goal we have. And then towards the end of it, over time, you will, you know, see good results. It took us four weeks to get from a Toad Ben & Jerry's to a Solero, but it's a case of, you know, that's a habit they've instilled for the rest of their life now. If they can have a Solero fucking every single night if they want to, because the reality decision is that they've, they shaved off like 1,100 calories from their total daily intake, which is going to be more aligned with the goal. If they have another Toad Ben at some point, you know, it's probably not going to be to the extent because they know they don't need it. But it's a case of, I have a much better idea now of how to go about my diet and how to go about behavior, how to go about working towards these kind of fat loss goals without just thinking about restriction. Do you not get away? And I think another cool thing you mentioned there was kind of the overall health side of things. Like you mentioned the hair and the kind of how you felt that kind of way. Mm. And I suppose like losing weight is cool, but so is not feeling like shit. Do you not get away? And like, again, like aggressive dieting, it has a time and a place. Do you not get away? Um, but if that's your, if you plan having aggressive diet for a really long period of time, like that's not going to go too well. So it's a case of, you know, again, like dieting down, fine, cool, but manage it so like your health doesn't take a massive hit. You're not going to like manage stress, manage, you know, calorie intake, you know, training volume, sleep, all that fun stuff. And I guarantee if you do all that at a pretty optimal level, when you have that weight off you, you'll be like, do you feel like shit? No. Okay, great. It's, it's a big thing people kind of, take for granted i suppose but it's kind of like it's really fucking important to feel good while you're losing weight yeah well that's the thing like i such kind of a tunnel vision where it's like this is the end goal this is what i want and obviously it gets to the point where your hair is getting very thin you're kind of beyond the point then because you know i don't exactly know about like the science of hair growth or stuff like i'm pretty sure once it actually starts falling out you can't stop that you can only kind of work to start repairing it and actually getting it back so it should have never gotten to that point but I don't know I think if you go into it with a tunnel vision and you're only looking at calories in versus calories out you're not looking at the rest of it. like I didn't address stress at the time I didn't look and like I've no idea how I was sleeping I doubt I was sleeping great energy levels were absolutely in they were just in the bin they were not great at all but you know it it depends on what your goals are like if you do just want to lose the weight yeah go with it it'll it'll work but it's not just going to be a case of you weigh that amount less weight there is always side effects there's always something else going to happen because of it and I think that was kind of one thing that actually surprised me this time around was I think we got 
five or six weeks in we were a bit of the way in and I think my energy just went like down a bit had like a few days where I was just wrecked and we kind of looked at it and it was more a case of okay let's maybe bring calories up or let's get sleep up let's look at iron let's look at how to fix it as opposed to just continue as we are and you know maybe hopefully it'll just go away over time so you kind of have to look at those little those little warnings and then either fix it and then you can continue on or if you ignore it it was only going to get worse like energy wasn't going to just come back by itself it was probably going to continue to get worse yeah it's the case it's like yeah like don't ignore the little red flags it's like i'm died down i've lost 10 pounds fucking sick hang on down i feel like shit now so okay cool let's address that Do you know it's not a case of we may bring food up a little bit we may you know bring training volume down we may bring step count in like but we've got to understand like it's not regressing it's not like one step back two steps forward it's you know we obviously want to be taking steps forward towards the goal but it's the case if we're not taking steps back we're literally standing still catching our breath and then going back at it again jacking away we're not regressing at all in fact if we were to keep going as we are we'd be fucking doing backflips going backwards away from the goal you know it's a case of like cool chill out where we are now we've made some progress assess the stressor and go from there like the thing like the hair coming out that kind of way that would have been purely stress do you know kind of way like when you're like stress is more than just i'm late for work stress is more than just i think my partner's gonna break up with me stress is like i am training a lot more than i can cover from i am not sleeping enough i am not getting enough calories in i you know everything like i'm training i'm resistance training i am lifting a barbell over my head i'm squatting yeah you can be stressed without there being an actual physical cause like sometimes you just your your body just ends up stressed without there actually being okay it's this drama going on in work it can be everything but I mean I think that's the other thing I never obviously the first time around I didn't look at taking breaks or even just taking a week to kind of just chill where things were and then go again but in the last eight months I think we've done two or three diet breaks and it's something that obviously the first time around it does kind of I don't know I think it probably does scare you a bit because you're kind of like well no I like I want to be losing weight why can't we just keep doing that and like the first time around I think we took a week the second time around I remember I was like no no like I think I think we'll be fine like let's stay going and then I think two days passed like no okay like I'm tired I can't train I'm hungry constantly I'm I was just completely worn out I think that time around we ended up just taking a break for two weeks but it still sticks my mind because calories didn't change over we'll say those two weeks we brought them up and then at the tail end of the second week weight took to a new low point because I think my body had finally gotten over that stress and it had kind of dealt with everything else that was going on but I think that's probably something that maybe in general people don't know enough about and it's also something that they probably don't understand how important it is is actually to take a break and to give your body a rest like there's only so much time that you can stay on reduced calories, stay training hard in the gym, being more active until it is going to have, it's going to take a toll on you. It has to. That's it. Like, I think like what stress is of like dieting is a stress. Training is a stress. Going for a run. That's a stress. These are all things that are stressing the body out. And there's only so much stress your body can withstand before it's like, I need a fucking break. And the more you ignore that kind of sign of, I need a break, you just fucking making it a lot harder on yourself so it's a case of like i said there like 
fat loss is cool, but so is not feeling like shit and not feeling stressed. So you guys have, should that come up, pause, fix that, keep going. It's like a pit stop. Do you know, if you're fucking, if you're like a F1 driver, like the what, exact analogy you use. Yeah, it's like if you're kind of going around like a, I'm thinking about the fucking, the reason popping in my head now because I watched uh, Cars a few weeks ago. Great movie, great movie. But again, if a race car is going around a track, it takes a pit stop because the tires are wearing out. It can still go very fast, but if it keeps going very fast, those tires are going to blow up and they're going to fucking end up in a wall. Jack and away. They can take a pit stop. They stop going really, really fast for like three, four, five seconds. Cool. Tires have changed. Off you go again. And you go, you go faster for longer. Jack and away. Just, it's not a case of, you know, we're stopping dieting. Hold up. It's a case of we are a Formula One car. We are a Ferrari. We don't want the, the wheels to burst. Let's take a pit stop, change the wheels, manage stress, all that fun stuff, and then off we go again. Do you know? I think I need to use that analogy so much more now. It's great. I think that is probably one of the issues, though, with like, you know, going into, we'll say, like a 12 week fat loss phase or an eight week fat loss phase is. We'll say if you go in with an eight-week plan, or if we'd gone in with an eight, we'll say a 12-week plan, for example, I think it was week 10 or so, and I was like, okay, I need a break. But if we were following a strict 12-week fat loss plan, that week of needing a rest, it hasn't been accounted for. It hasn't been included in it. So, you know, you could potentially push yourself through to finish the 12 weeks, but then instead of maybe needing a one-week diet break, you end up needing three weeks because you ignored all these signs of being tired, being stressed, being everything else. And then you end up in a much worse position because I think if you end up that stressed as well, you're a lot more likely to eat that tub of Ben and Jerry's every day or not go for your steps, not go and do any kind of activity. Yeah. That's like stress. It's stress affects everyone in different ways. Like when we're stressed, like the reason people like stress eat is because like we are stressed. We want that little dopamine hit. We want a very quick, like happiness hit. And it's a case of, well, what makes us happy? Things like going on a holiday, that makes us happy. That takes a while to do, you know, getting like cooking a really fancy, nice meal. That makes us happy, but it takes a while to get done. I want to feel happy. Well, that dairy milk in the fridge and that tub of Ben and Jerry's takes like two seconds to get ready. And I can get that straight away. Your brain isn't like Ben and Jerry's. That's what I want. It's like this thing will make me happy really, really fast. So I'm going to have that. Instant gratification. Exactly. Exactly. And it's a case of like, yeah, cool. That's how you deal with stress. But the case of if we kind of throw enough shit at a wall, eventually something will stick. Do you know what I Like my, like, for stress, again, like everyone, I think everyone's go-to initially is always going to be food for stress. But again, the more you try things out, the better it's going to get. Like my thing I do when I'm stressed out, I let you go for a walk, put earphones in. When I was in Canada last year, I really like Canada. Hence why I have a tattoo of their leaf on my leg. And it's a case of when I was, I just, I just really like Canada. I love when I was over there. I love who I was with over there. And over there, I started to do like a playlist my maid made. And I was like, oh, well, I really like this. And so whatever I do when I'm stressed now, I'll put my earphones in and go for like a 10 minute walk because that kind of puts me in a better mood. That gives me a little dopamine hit. It gives me 10 minutes where I'm like, okay, I'm fine now. I come back and I'm good to go. And it's a case of, I didn't, that wasn't my go-to. It was a case of, I tried things and things and things over again to kind of see what worked. That wasn't just food. Now when I'm stressed out, I will go to that. Now, there obviously will be times where I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to get the dominoes. And at the end of the day, like if that happens every now and then, that's not the end of the world. If you're doing everything to the best of your ability, 80, 85, 90% of the time, that 10, 15, 20% where you're kind of not as optimal or on the, I don't like saying off the wagon or kind of off track because, you know, fucking having a dominoes, I don't want to associate it as a bad thing. It's a case of it's suboptimal towards the goal. There's something wrong with that. But just don't have. But you're still doing everything else to work towards the goal. Like even if you're getting your dominoes, you're probably still going to the gym. You're still drinking your water, going for your steps. So 
it's the one thing that's not in line with it but I think if you go in with an approach of absolutely everything needs to be 100% all the time mm. it's not sustainable you can't do that when you go with an all or nothing mindset you will fuck up all, every single time you'll go in it'll, it'll be that kind of you'll, you'll give it all something will happen nothing I have the dominoes fuck me as well you know it's, I'm driving in the motorway one of my tires blows I'm going to get out slash up three tires and bash my fucking windscreen in and cry on the side of the road like that's going to do fucking nothing for you I'll get a new car on Monday like no get a grip you're not going away. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just how you deal with things is going to be like, think like, yeah, it's cases of like being okay with having a slice of pizza. It's okay with having that full pizza. Like if you're doing everything to the best of your ability, that one small thing is going to affect it. And that's when people throw on the hashtag balance thing. It's like, are you actually doing everything else? That, like, oh, Dan, I'm doing what you're saying. I'm, I'm trained most of the time doing X, Y, Z, and I had a pizza. And I'm still not losing weight. It must be the pizza. It's like, no, because everything else definitely isn't as you're saying it is. There's, there's actual balance, balance and there's hashtag balance. Actual balance is kind of like what we're saying there. Having your steps, your, your training, your water intake, your food, most of the time, at a really good point, having the odd dominoes and be like, that's fine. Hashtag balance is getting pissed two nights a week being hung over and saying, I might train next week because hashtag balance. That's the difference. It's because of actually having true balance means that you will be able to, you know, go a week without the gym. Oh shit, my, I, I can't cook for myself this week because I'm back at the parents' house, whatever it is, that's fine. But there's things I can control and things I can't control. If I, you know, everything I can control, if I do that to the best of my ability, the things I can't control won't affect that because I'm doing this so, so well, that can affect me. It's like, it's again, it's like with stress. Whatever you can control, you're going to feel more stressed by not taking action towards what you can control. If you can't control, like a global pandemic or weather, yes, you can let that affect you, but the reality situation is you can't control how that, like, you can't control that from changing. So it's a case of why focus on what you can't control instead of kind of focusing on what you can control. Like, yes, it's very dark in the mornings now, and I usually walk, like, in the morning for like an hour. It's very dark, it's very grim. It's like, ooh, that's fucking shit. Well, I can't control that. What can I control? I can control the fact that, like, at the end of my walk, I can get a really nice coffee and a fucking arm across and I fucking love life from that. I know for a fact that if it's really dry, I can kind of kick the leaves around and fucking have a little fucking giggle with that. <laughs> you know, it's a case of always pull the fucking positive you can control as opposed to focusing on the negatives you can't control. Because if you just focus on what you can't control and let that upset you, you're going to feel fucking miserable all the time. Well, you can always find something negative to focus on. That's it. But we like if you look hard enough, you will always find a lot of negatives that you can be concerned about. Oh, that's it. Like, like, and the other situation is like we are as people, we love focusing on the negatives, jacking away. And it's a case of like, yeah, like, but I guarantee, like, as much negatives there are, there are always equal positive things. And it's a case of we just love focusing on the negatives as opposed to the positives. You know, I was chatting to a friend. I'm I I coach a few coaches, and they're one saying to me, "I'm really stressed out. I lost three clients." I was like, "Okay, well, how many do you have now?" And they're like. 30. I'm like, well, fucking, why are you stressing about three losing? You've lost three. You still have fucking 30 clients. They're like, that's a fair point. I'm like, yeah, stop focusing on the negative, focus on the positives. We love Yeah, you know, a space yeah. to actually get three new clients. Maybe exactly. they're going to do something. Maybe they'll be me. You never know. There you go. That's a case of, it's a great video. Do you know, Jock, I'm sure I've told about him already. Do you know Jocko Willink? I think so, yeah. Okay, there's a video of his called Good. I want you to look at that. It's a case of like, He's like, he's, he's like the, him, like David Goggins, like two like the hardest men on earth. It's great. But he has a video basically going over like good. And it's basically like, if anything bad happens to you, good. This can come from it. It's like, you know, global pandemic happens. Good. I can focus on my diet, my, on my, on my, my stress management, my sleep a lot more. Jim's gone. Good. I can focus on everything else. Do you know, there's always good to be found from the negatives. We just got to look a little harder and actually fucking hone in on that. Do you know what I'm going mm. I'll, uh, I'll send that video later on today. It's, it's a good one. Definitely do. There's a lot of kind of intense music in the background, which seems super cool. He's an ex-Navy SEAL, so there's always going to be that kind of cool, badass kind of music in the background. I think you'll like it. It's quite good. Um, I'll put now, that on my list to watch. There we go. 
Um, side tangent. A good piece. In fairness, it was, it was a tangent, but it was a productive tangent. Um, comparing where you were then and where you are now, what's changed? Um, I think it goes back to the confidence and the kind of the happiness side of things. Like, I don't know. I don't really know how to put it into words. I think just I'm a lot happier with myself, and I think we're talking about like the all in approach and that's kind of me I'm very if I'm hitting one if I'm taking one of my boxes for a week I'm taking all of them and that can be a really good thing when you're working towards a goal but it was also quite a bad thing when at the start if we'll say I didn't get through a workout that week especially a home workout because you know you just can't get into it you're not enjoying it and then that would kind of automatically be the thing that I would focus on was oh I didn't get my workout in like this week is going to be a good week and you kind of really focus on the negative side of things. Whereas by now, I think I can look and have a bad day, but it doesn't mean it's a bad week. You know, like last week, we'll say I had one day where it just felt like everything was just not going right. But then the next day I was able to look back and go, okay, but you know, I still hit my water target for the day. I still got my steps in. I still went to the gym. The only thing that wasn't great was food. It's like, okay, so how can we work on that today? And I think I've become a bit less all or nothing and a bit more hashtag balance about it. But I think that's probably been one of the main things. And it means that I'll both go on a night out and like enjoy myself. But I don't feel bad about it. Because I think pretty much early days, if I had a takeaway or I had something that I felt like I shouldn't have, I felt really bad about that and I'd even pretty much feel bad like saying it to you which isn't like anything about you as a coach or anything else it was the way that I was looking at the situation whereas I think the first time I had a takeaway you're like okay no but like did you enjoy it well yes I did like okay what did you have and it was more just looking at it as in yes it's not the best thing that we can be doing but it's not a bad thing it doesn't make you a bad person it doesn't mean that you're all of a sudden not gonna reach the targets and goals that you've set yourself so I think I've really learned to be I guess a bit easier on myself and to kind of look at look at more positives than negatives which is good because it's definitely helped in I think probably all aspects of my life that's it I think people are always really confused when they like I've just started me and they're like, I got a takeaway. I'm like, instead of being all like, what the fuck? I'm like, how was it? They're like, what? I'm like, how was it? And they're like, see, so being smart. I'm like, no, no, I want to know. Like, like, where'd you go? Was you it You want to know. You're thinking what takeaway you can get next. I'm thinking like, if it was really good, I want to go there. It's a case of like, again, because like, me going with the mentality of just because you had a, you had a fucking, fucking pizza or whatever it is, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It means we're off the go. It means you fucking enjoy the pizza. Like, that's not, the, that's not a bad thing. And like, I remember one of them said to me one time, I was like, there's someone who I, I'd asked before and I was like, what'd you get? And they're like, I got this pizza from this place. Was it any good? No. And I was more so like, right, if you're going to eat food that's suboptimal, to, again, not saying bad food, but if you're going to eat food that's suboptimal towards the goal, at least make sure it's really nice. I'm not annoyed that you had a pizza or whatever that. I'm annoyed that you didn't fucking enjoy it. And they're yeah, like, it's the fact that you didn't enjoy that experience. Yeah, like food, food, I think food is more than just protein abs calories whatever it's a case of no enjoy yourself fucking enjoy your food that's a big thing like if you can take the idea of actually like 
having foods and meals that align with your goals and that like, same experience you have when you go to your favorite restaurant and combine them together. There's no reason why we can't have that. It's a case that people kind of think it's one or the other, all or nothing approach. It's a case of like, no, no, you can put that together and just kind of, you know, still be very much aligned with the goals. You can still enjoy yourself while still working towards certain goals. I suppose like even if you, you know, are more skewed towards the side of, I had a fucking 16 inch pizza because it was the same price. AKA me the other day. Um, I went to get a large pizza and extra large same price. I was like, yeah, fuck, go on. Um, it doesn't mean you're off the goal. It just means that, okay, this decision was a little further from the goal itself, but the rest is pretty bang on. So, you know, it's not the end of the world, to be honest. But you'll enjoy it a lot more as well. Like if you're only having a takeaway every couple of weeks or every month, you're going to be looking forward to it. You're actually going to enjoy it more as opposed to just had a bad day. You didn't feel like cooking. So you got a takeaway, you got a pizza or a kebab. But you're going to wake up the next day. You're not going to feel great because as we've said before loads of times, like you're going to retain more water because of it. So you're going to feel really fluffy. You're going to feel tired. So you were feeling bad. You had this food. It's made you feel worse. Whereas if you planned it in, you put it in your macros. Yes, you might feel a little bit sluggish the next day, but like it's not going to have half as much of an impact as it would have if everything else was wrong as well. Yes, completely agree with that. Completely agree with that. I think, like, yeah, like it makes total sense. Like, you know, we, the reason we associate, you know, fucking, you know, that kind of as bad as like the next day, like, oh, if you like shit, I retain water, I look fucking huge. But that logic is like, right, drink more fucking wine, drink more whatever, because when you're fucking hungover, you're dehydrated, you look fucking shredded. You know, we did the fucking poke quiz. We did the poke quiz last week. I finessed the fucking bottle of wine after that. I was a bit fucking tipsy towards the end of the pub quiz. Woke up the next morning, I was like, fuck, I look a lot leaner than usual because I was a lot more dehydrated. And I was like, fucking glass. It's like, we just associate foods like that as bad because we just feel a little bloated towards the end of it. At the end of the day, we can enjoy ourselves, have a positive or negative outcome from it, but still crack on and work towards the goal. Do you know what kind of way? It's just... Yeah, I can really get you. Um, now, I suppose to kind of draw the podcast to a close i suppose a really important question to ask if you were to give one piece of advice to either yourself eight months ago yourself a year ago two years ago or someone who's listening to this right now who is in the same position you were in eight months ago a year two years ago who was trying to lose weight who was kind of done what you've done what piece of advice would you give them going forward um it's a good question to be fair hmm. The first thing I would say is probably try to be patient. Like, I know that we'll say starting out, for me, we'll say the first few weeks, figures started to drop on the scales. Like, that could have very easily not have happened. So you kind of need to be patient and realize that if you start opening your water, you start hitting your steps each week, that eventually that's going to have to have an impact. You can't, you know, up your steps each week and it's going to do absolutely nothing for you. It's, It's... pretty much physically impossible for that to happen so I think just probably be a bit more patient and then I, th- I think for me it was a big difference to actually have someone there to talk to and I think the other thing about the first time around if you looked, I actually looked during the week out of curiosity I pretty much deleted any social media that I had pretty much didn't hear from me at all and then all of a sudden come back a few months later had lost a load of weight and that in itself was probably a little bit kind of odd but I think it's probably celebrate the small things so like at that point in time if I'd had a really good week nobody kind of knew about it either didn't really talk about it with my friends 
so nobody kind of know and nobody was really able to celebrate it with me whereas having people maybe you friends there aren't looking to lose weight but if you tell them that's something that you want to do if they're your friends they're going to support that so if you want to go for a walk or you want to go for a swim or a cycle they're probably going to go with you anyway because they're your friends or if you text your friend and say you know what had a great week lost a pound lost whatever or you know up this lift in the gym if they care about you they're going to care about that as well so I think you probably need to celebrate the small things a lot more like even in the early weeks it was really really encouraging for someone to go you know what like steps were great sleep was great water was great this is what we're going to work on whereas if you're doing it kind of all on your own and you're just looking at it on your own you're you're really only going to keep looking at okay I need to get more steps in I need to get more of this in but just kind of celebrate the little things like good lifts in the gym or getting your steps up a lot higher hitting a new high step count really celebrate the little things because there are also things that you may not get to celebrate again you know as in hitting below a certain weight for the first time maybe that I haven't I think I said this to you during the week hitting a healthy BMI is something I pretty much have never had in my adult life hitting a weight that I'm at now that I don't I genuinely don't remember when I was at it so kind of celebrating things like that and really I think appreciating the effort that you put in and appreciating how far you've actually come will make a huge difference yeah back that massively was it like kind of focusing like the more you focus on the big goal the more unrealistic it is where if you can celebrate I hit my steps today I trained I hit this number I hit this lift do you know what I'm telling you? It's like, what is it saying? Like, like, take care of the pennies and the pounds to care of themselves. You know, like if you kind of focus mm. on small things, it'll just add up a bit eventually. And the idea of patience and kind of seeing initial wins, like, yeah, it could, it may, you may not have lost whatever weight you lost the first few weeks. I know for, I remember for a fact from week one, two, three, we lost like two, three pounds a week, which obviously when you're starting off, it's, it's great to have, but if it didn't happen, you know, it can go one or two ways. It can go, shit, this is a working jump, jump ship or a case of like, okay, it's been three weeks, but that does not mean everything. We, we, look at the, we go back to the drawing board, we reassess and go forward from there. And it's something I see in coaching a lot. You know, my first week coaching when I was, I remember July 2018 when I started online coaching, I got three clients my first week and I was like, great, that's phenomenal. And I have a few mates who have started trying to go online and it t- it's taken, like they've gone four or five months with no one online. And it's a case of, well, keep going, something's going to happen. It's a case of, you know, sometimes you may not see that initial thing happen and it's very easy to jump sit like if i look back in time look, look back like if i didn't get three four clients in my first week or week one two three four five i probably wouldn't be doing what i'm right now but i was fortunate to have that initial client jump you were fortunate to have that little that little kind of lost weight but i suppose anyone listening who doesn't see that initial change you know from the first three weeks it's not that it doesn't work for you it's just your efforts are in the wrong places like go back to the drawing board look what it is you can change beat your weight loss your your, your gaining phase whatever it is and just kind of put those changes in place like nothing will if you've changed nothing nothing will change so it's a case of taking action towards what isn't working and kind of start playing with other ideas that so eventually cause change yeah like it's quite easy for us to say oh you know like you know just stick with it it'll change but i mean if we look back it will say when i hit the first plateau where nothing changed and i was that person that was really annoyed wanted to drop calories and was like no like this clearly isn't working like we need to we need to drop calories we need to upset but you do kind of need to just it is really the cliche thing of just being patient it's a lot easier said than done but a week in the grand scheme of things is not that much time 
So I think give it a week, maybe give it a little bit longer. You know, like if you're not seeing any changes and it's been a month, then maybe you look at it and that's when you reassess. But I'm pretty sure if you're not, if you're doing it on your own and you don't know what's going on or you don't know if you're actually doing everything right, there is plenty of people on Instagram like yourself who, you know, throw up these Q&A boxes every Sunday. And if you're curious about it, you're going to get a comprehensive answer because you know what you're talking about and it's not actually an inconvenience but it's more just getting information it's learning something new and then it's also building that kind of network as well where if that person has a question down the line or if they're thinking about coaching and they go oh actually when I was unsure about this Dan helped out with it so it's just a case of you know you're you don't lose anything by asking questions if you're not sure and it's probably one of the most beneficial things that you can actually do there we go that's it Mags thank you very much for coming to the podcast really really appreciate that you got the first one out of the way you set the standard really really high for everyone I else in the week I know I had to be the first one up didn't I oh 100% 100% I've got everyone else booked in I have two in tomorrow one on Wednesday two on Thursday one on Friday and one on Saturday Matt's might be wrong there but anyway I'm going to call you the next the rest of the week anyway um, and yeah sure look Good, good start anyway. That was a really good chat. I really enjoyed that. And for anyone listening who is kind of in the same boat magazine, like don't just breeze over the podcast. Like if you need to listen to it again, listen to it again. Kind of take all the information, you know, and fucking implement it. Because that's the key thing. Like there's the information's out there, but unless you kind of put into play, that's the key thing. And that's kind of why I'm doing these podcasts with clients. It's a case of, you know, I can say one thing, but if I have someone who's actually done it, say it. It's a case of, you know, that makes a lot more sense. Like Mags is someone who has, you know, tried things before, not seen progress, seen progress, but then had to kind of undo itself and then take a different approach. And all of a sudden here we are. And if that's, you know, something that you listen to this our kind of experience right now, take everything Mags and I have said in this podcast and kind of implement it. And I guarantee going forward, you'll fucking see some sick results. If not, listen to the next six podcasts and I guarantee you'll be able to relate to someone. Mags, again, thank you very much for coming on. And to everyone else, I will see you all tomorrow.